Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is a proud production of ITM Media. Good day to everyone out there listening to Rambling About Racing, our homestead review and preview of the final race in the round of eight, and I guess you could say the final race in the regular season for the Cup and Xfinity drivers at Martinsville coming up here this weekend. Matt Beamer here, joined as always by Charlie Herkus, and unfortunately, Austin couldn't make it, and Preston, Charlie, just I don't know. <laughs> I understand. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, Austin. Austin's getting ready for a, a three-day race in uh, Panama City himself. So he's trying to get the, the wife and kids ready to go because uh, they'll be they'll be heading down to my area tomorrow in order to leave Friday morning, headed to the headed to the track. So, and then myself and my mini me Emma will join them Saturday. Well, very nice. Well, best of luck to Austin and the Reeves clan. I'm sure the, all the Reeves are going to go down there. What's he racing? Uh, he's going to run the the uh, old Chevy wagon. Um, oh, the drag so, racing. Yeah, the silver car, the gray car, silver yeah. car, whatever. Right. Okay. Um, he's going to run it all three days. Nice. Well, best so, of luck to Austin. Five grand to win each day. We'll see how it goes, you know. So he has a potential, and Austin's already a lucky guy as it is, just based on his casino stuff. He, he really is, and and I don't know how that luck hasn't rubbed out on you yet, but it hasn't. I think I have enough negative luck that it's going to take a lot more than just one person rubbing right. good luck on me. So he has the potential to win fifteen thousand dollars this weekend. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, now, if he craps the bed Friday, I may have to step in Saturday. You might have to. That would be great. And then next never, week. Never know. Not this weekend, but the following week in the week, the first weekend of November, Caroline and I will be down there in your neck of the woods visiting my mom and dad. And that's have it. to get us some golf. Yep, yeah, we're definitely going to play some golf. I don't think that's. No doubt. Yeah, that's not our week. Our week is the following week. I think reviewing. The second week in November. Yep. And then we're going to start wrapping it up here uh, pretty much here soon in uh, Season 5 of Rambling About Racing. And yeah, the second week in November will work out better anyway. Yeah, it will. It will. Because we're going to be on the road. It's just, nah, let's just take the time and, and enjoy the sales. But how else has everything been, man? Uh, good. You know, just another day at work, another day at the office, so to speak, and come home. Got him a bed, showered, yep. typical nightly dad duties. I, I totally understand that. I'm getting more and more used to it now that I have a regular job now. It's a lot nicer now that Emma can pretty much, hey, baby, go get a shower and her take care of herself. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I, I still don't mind taking care of Maury and holding her and running around with her and 
bathing her. It's it's great. I'm loving this stage. I understand. Loving this stage, but yeah, everything's good here. Uh, Caroline and I are just getting ready to, like I said, coming down next weekend, and that's about it. It's just status quo at work, and that's about it. Can't complain. Nothing to really complain about here. But yeah, we might as well just hit into it. I well, I hope. Well, I'm glad you're doing well. I should say, Charlie. Hope everyone else is doing well out there. Whether you're listening to us on your regular podcast platform, I wish we could say YouTube is back up and running. But until this truck's out of here, YouTube isn't coming up. It could come up. <laughs> I, I'm sure I could swing it to where YouTube could come up, but not right now. There's just too much logistics right now going Try on. Try to have it before the beginning of next year. I think I can. If I can't get this done by February, I, I'm either I'll lazy. I'll do my best to help you while I'm up, while I'm up there the whole month of January. I, I think the really thing I'll, I need help with by the time you come up here is running brake lines. I understand that. And other than that, I I think I pretty much got it, and I got to d- deal with a few other things. But I'm starting to put together the right hand side. But that's neither here or there. But ready to get into the news? I only got one piece of news, and it's more of an opinion piece. So, you ready to get into this? Yep. Go ahead all right the news the only piece of news i have and i found kind of baffling here was after the sprint races here this past weekend at the united states grand prix there in austin texas circuit of the americas for formula one verstappen struggled to get excited about sprint successes and he and if for those of you who are new fans to formula one and new fans Regardless to auto racing, that's what he won the championship. On. He won the championship on it a few weeks ago. I think at Qatar, he won the sprint race and ultimately won the championship. Based on that, it wasn't even an actual race; it was a sprint race. And what a sprint race is, it, it pretty much is a heat race. Yeah. So, so you qualify and qualify for the it's, sprint. It's, it's like having, you know, in NASCAR terms, it, you have your group A, group B, and the top five of each set your top ten. It's kind of like that. Pretty much like that. Except it says the whole field in F1. Yeah, and it's 19 laps, so it isn't a long race. It's kind of a race within a race weekend. It started a few years ago, I think 2021, around that time. And back then, yeah, I was a fan of it, too. It's like, oh, that would make it more interesting. But the more I think of it, it's like Formula 1 doesn't really need that. Because really the anticipation of it is for the race weekend itself for Formula 1. Hundreds of thousands of people visit each track every year. And every Formula One race, just to see these cars race. And it's really fun to watch. I'm sure if you're there, I haven't been since 2004. But I don't think they need a sprint race. That's neither here or there. But Verstappen, ironically enough, is not excited about it. He he said, quote, in the ESPN article interview, I should say, if you want my honest opinion about the sprint weekends, I really will get excited about it. It just feels like once you complete Friday qualifying, you are a bit lost. I feel like we only need one qualifying in the weekend where you really put everything on the line and it feels great. This morning as well, I, I put it I put it on P1 and it was like, puff, it's Saturday. It's not too many points on anyway for the race. And besides, and besides that, we've done this race. Everyone more or less knows that what's going to happen tomorrow between all the cars in terms and pace. So it's always... It takes away from the bit of excitement. So he's pretty much saying, we already know what's going to happen. I'm going to win. And it's kind of just a waste. No, yeah, I, mean, I, I, so I, I see that side of it because he's been so dominant. But, you know, at the same time, I feel like he's kind of being, you know, being honest and being humble. Like, 
you know, these are not, these are not needed. And don't get me wrong. Everybody's happy if they win a championship. And I'm not saying Max Verstappen isn't happy, but I don't know. I think he's saying it just takes away so much of the preparation for qualifying to have to run a race to set the field, especially and it wound up being a points race. From what it sounded like, he was happy to go out there and like, hey, we're going to run a lap. We're going to put it all on the line and we're going to see what happens. We may be we may be slower than usual. We may be faster than usual. We'll see what happens. But running a race is completely different. I think he's more excited about, hey, let's go out there and let's try to lay down the best lap we can and make the best man win. He might be saying that, and and I and I like that idea better. Like just do it like it was before, and run the race, and do the qualifying and do the practices and have a normal race weekend. Vice trying to go crazy and and try to make something out of nothing. But I, that's just that's just me. I don't know. I'm. Pretty much the way I saw it a couple of weeks ago, the Formula One season ended, and now they're mm-hmm. just wasting no lo- doubt. They're just wasting now, logistics. Yep, yep. They're just turning laps at this point, right? I and I don't understand why. I guess you do have to finish out the season to make it official. There's just there's kind of no excitement there, there's, about it. Yeah, there's nothing. It's it's like oh my gosh, this could happen, and he could lose the championship this week. Well, no, not really, because no, no. he could not race the rest of the year and. Win the championship. <laughs> right. I would say the only race that I'm really excited for coming up here is the weekend of November 16th through the 18th, which is the Las Vegas Grand Prix, the first ever there in Las Vegas. Yeah. And speaking of that, I can't believe they're not running it like this coming weekend. Yeah. Just for the sheer logistic factor of it. Yeah. I mean, next race is going to be this weekend and it's going to be in Mexico. Then the following weekend is going to be in Brazil. And then two weeks after that, it's going to be in Las Vegas. I don't yeah. understand. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I would, I would say, you know, Circuit of the Americas, Vegas, Mexico, then Brazil. True. Or just run everything in one, one or two continents or hemispheres at a time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand Formula One's logistical thinking on that one. But that's all the news I have. Well, except for this, and I think we'll get more into this in, uh, in talking about Formula One, which we might as well just hit into Heyman then. Folks, it's been a while since I did an update on our stores at Teespring and Bonfire, but guess what? They're still there. All your latest and greatest rambling about racing merchandise from t-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, so much more can be found at teespring.com and our Bonfire stores. Just follow the links in the the podcast description or I... Guess we could say YouTube descriptions as well if you're watching us on YouTube. And head over there to our stores and you can find all the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, including our lineup from Bonfire, our anyone but lineup. Yes, our anyone but lineup. If you don't like if you don't like a driver, buy the shirt that you say anyone but my personal favorite, Chase Elliott. And go ahead and wear that around the track. And you might have to buy a beer or two for people, but hey, it's all in good fun here. We're all race fans here. Head over to those stores. That's Teespring and Bonfire. Again, links in the podcast description and YouTube descriptions. Go check them out.
All right, before we continue on here with this episode, wanted to tell you, remind everyone out there about our partnership with Devo's Outdoor Lining, where you could get any type of lining for any type of situation that you would need, whether it's tailgating, camping, emergency roadside stuff. Devo's Outdoor Lining has you covered. Been a proud partner of the show for a year now, and I figured with all their help and generosity for the show, they deserve their own ad read, and so I'm going to give it to them right now. Head over to DevosOutdoor.com, use discount code RAMBLING at checkout, and you will receive 10% off of your order. And that would not only help us out here at Rambling About Racing, but you get quality lights for any situation that you will need. Again, whether it's tailgating, outdoor, barbecue, camping, you name it, you Devil's Outdoor Lining has you covered as far as illumination for your party or emergency roadside situation. I'm not hoping that you will get into that. But Devil's Outdoor Lighting has you covered. Links for those can be also be found in the podcast description and YouTube description should you be watching us on YouTube. So head over to DevilsOutdoor.com. Use discount code RAMBLING for 10% off of your order. Hey, man. Hey, man. The only time that Preston is here. Hey, man, for here at Rambling About Race and is presented by Devos Outdoor Lining. Head over to DevosOutdoor.com. Use discount code Rambling for 10% off. The days are getting shorter. The nights are getting longer. Devos Outdoor Lining, all your one-stop shop for all outdoor lighting needs for camping, tailgating, or just sitting around the campfire doing nothing but cooking s'mores on these cooler evenings coming up here. But I love them cooler evenings. I so. definitely do. We've bonfired all last weekend, and I'm going to plan to do it this weekend. But Formula One, Max Verstappen wins the United States Grand Prix. No surprise there. But the big surprise there, and I think it to everybody's surprise, Carl or Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton both disqualified in the United States Grand Prix. Huh. I, I wasn't aware of that. You of course, like I said, you know, like we've mentioned, just not much to follow. But hey, being that happened, oh, look at there. Right, and that bumped up Lando Norris and Carl Sainz to the podium positions with the disqualification of the other Ferrari and Mercedes, Mercedes, who dropped all the way down to 19th and 20th, respectively. And So what what was the DQ reason? To be honest with you, Charlie, I can't even tell you. Oh, Oh, just know that they were DQ'd. Okay, well, we'll see here. Double disqualification. Here we go. Second and sixth place. So, so Leclerc does not finish on the podium here. So, where levels on planks underneath their cars were found to have exceeded limits set out in Formula One regulations. Now, in other words, I don't know. The car was too low. I guess so. And that's it, what it sounds it, like. The car was too low, and I guess they have wear wear patterns on there that could pick up. It's yeah. like, whoa, you you were you were a bit too low there. Which I, yep. I, if only Charlie, we had a guy who was very versed in Formula One, who who could make it wow. and explain it. I don't know. I don't know where Preston is. I hope he's doing all right. I think maybe he had a surgery or something. I don't remember, but anyway. anyway so that was the reason for it. it I mean, the, it doesn't really ma- mean anything anyway. Verstappen won, and like I said during our news segment, it, it's just a form of wasted logistics and gasoline, if you ask me. But yep. I'm with you 100%. That's that's all I got for 
that. But now we're going to talk about NASCAR trucks, Xfinity and Cups. We're at Homestead this past weekend. I don't know about you, Charlie, but that was some very fun racing in all three series. Great to watch there at Homestead. Unpredictable to the end, if you ask me. Yeah, I pretty much enjoyed it. Trucks was a good race. The Xfinity was a good race. And I got to say, I enjoyed Sunday out of I enjoyed Sunday more out of all of them. Uh, just when you thought Denny Hamlin was going to come to life, oh, he found a wall. Well, it was interesting, too. When, and I want to say this. Carson Hosevar won the truck race. Sam Mayer won the Xfinity race. And Christopher Bell won the cup race. Those three drivers, I don't know about you, but they weren't on my radar to win this weekend. Sam Mayer finally getting himself an oval track win. He's won a couple times on road courses this year. But now, I mean, I was one of the ones He's asking. The, 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 uh, he was the one last year. I was like, man, Junior probably needs to cut ties with him. But there's yeah. a reason why Junior's successful and I'm not. I guess he just saw something in him that a lot of others didn't. And the, the boys come to life this year. Yeah. And, and I'm glad he won himself an oval race. Because he's just been winning on road courses, so I was, of course, I was thinking, well, this guy's just going to win on road courses and nothing else. So he proved me wrong there this past weekend. Carson Hosevar won the rate, the Truck Series race, which I found to be the most interesting race as far as points and strategies, because it was a cutoff race for the Truck Series. Their next race right. will be after Martinsville at Phoenix Championship weekend. Yep. So the fact it was a cutoff race made it so much fun to watch. That race, because of the unpredictability of it, I guess you could say. Of the who's willing to do what. Who's willing to do what. And the top four drivers right now in the cup se- or in the truck series are Corey Heim, Carson Hosevar, Ben Rhodes, and Grant Enfinger going for a championship here this at Phoenix. However, I mean, I was looking at Nick Sanchez. Was Christian Eckes going to do it? Was Zane Smith going to do it was Ty Majeski. all the both Zane Smith and Ty Majeski needed to win and it was just one of those things where it was just I mean I know Zane Smith was rolling the dice and he was up there for a while on old tires just hail Mary but man he just could not get it done and that's so unfortunate but the top four going into Phoenix again Heim, Hoskavar, Ben Rhodes and Grant Enfinger we'll talk more about that here in a second but then we're going to go back to what you said. For the Cup Series, four drivers in the playoffs had issues. Truex, Busher, Larson, and Hamlin. Now, Har- Larson is really not a big deal because he's already locked into the Martinsville race with this win at Las Vegas. No harm, no yeah, foul. A lot of people might criticize the sand barrel thing, but I think it was a heads-up move at the same time. Like, am I going to take out a playoff driver to try to slow down? So he tried to swerve at the last minute. It, yeah, it took himself out of the race. But like you said, he was locked in. I think it was just a heads-up move to not take out another playoff driver. And, and very good point there because, I mean, if he would have taken out off, taken out Ryan Blaney, who I don't know about he was exceeded expectations to ev- for everybody in these playoffs. Yep, I just, agree. He's just been doing really well. I mean, I, I had him out within the second round, but shows what I know, hence the reason why I'm still working here and not at NASCAR's podcast office here. Right. He's still in the hunt. He's only 10 points above the cut line, and lucky for him that penalty was rescinded a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that, 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 that more than anything saved him. 100% it did, and it's it's going to be fun 
to watch here. And more playoff drivers were affected in the case of Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin, which I don't know about you, but there for a little bit, I just saw the almost a collapse, the entire collapse of Joe Gibbs Racing right there. Denny Hamlin with that steering issue. Martin Truex Jr. blowing an engine under caution. Right after Denny Hamlin right had a steering issue. Both 17 points below the cut line here going into Martinsville. Both have but, seen success at Martinsville, though. But I want to hear what you your take on that is first. You know, it, it, I saw a statistic the other day. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Bell, Christopher Bell has been, for the past years now, Joe Gibbs' best chance at a championship. I say that because he has made it to the Final Four more than any other Gibbs driver, even dating back to Kyle Busch's championship, like past two championships years. So I need to find that real quick and see if I can. And I can believe that statistic because Christopher Bell, although a very slow start there in the, what's it called? I mean, it's slow start in the Cup Series, has done very well in the past few years. Now the defending race champion of this race is crazy enough. Crazy enough is Christopher Bell. Yeah. He's defending champion of this race. However, Martin Truex Jr. has a win there in 2019. Denny Hamlin's last win there in this particular race here coming up in Martinsville was October 24th, 2010, but he won it back-to-back, 2009 and 2010. He has won that race. So looking at this right now, and William Byron hasn't won there, nor any other driver in the playoff picture right now has won it. So looking at the... At the big picture right now, going into Martinsville here, which is a big race here for the Cup, and we'll get to the Xfinity Series here shortly. Tyler Reddick, Martin Truex Jr., which Tyler Reddick rebounded beautifully to put himself in contention to at least race himself in and maybe get a win here in the final race of the regular season. He was It looked like he was down and out. Not anymore. Has a great resurrection. Tyler Reddick, minus 10 points. Martin Truex Jr., and Denny Hamlin, minus 17. It's going to take a lot for those guys to point themselves in. Tyler Reddick could with a bad race from Ryan Blaney, maybe. And for William Byron to completely crap the bed here, for lack of better words, or else Ryan Bl- or give, or I'm, I'm talking about William Byron here. I hope I said William Byron at the top. But William Byron, 30 points ahead. If he doesn't crap the bed, which I don't think he will, that team's been solid all week, all year, I should say. All year and gets a couple of stage points, he can lock himself in at the end of stage two. And then everybody's racing for one position here, and I think Ryan Blaney is the vulnerable one away from the pack, the one everybody's gunning for. Yeah, I think he's come alive at the right time. Yep. But now, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., both 17 points back, and Chris Buescher in a definite must win for this Sunday's race at Martinsville. Out of, we'll just say, William Byron's locked in. Okay. It's going to take a lot, I believe, for him to be knocked out. I mean, he's going to have to blow an engine, turn one, lap one, or get caught yeah, up in something. Coming to the green. Coming to the green, get it blown up, no points, and then he's at the mercy of everybody else. Pretty much, In a sense, you have five drivers racing for one spot here. That's Ryan Blaney, who's already in by 10, mm-hmm. Reddick, Truex, Hamlin, Busher. Who's your pick to go in there and clinch that final spot? So you got Larson, Bell, and we're going to say Byron. Yeah, Byron's already locked in. We're going to just say hypothetically, given lightning strike in his car or anything crazy happened, Byron will be locked in 
possibly at the end of stage two. Most likely at the end of stage two. Well, coming to Martinsville, Denny Hamlin's ran good. I mean, he's got a lot of wins at Martinsville. But Denny Hamlin, outside of his pit crew, he has also shot himself in the foot more times than none this year. Not his pit crew, him coming down pit road or something like that. So, with that being said, Truex is decent at Martinsville. I just feel like Blaney's got the momentum and that he, you know, he that he's, you know, I guess, what is it, peaking at the right time. I feel like he goes into Martinsville feeling pretty good. I, I think he's our fourth guy. I think it comes down to two hundred cars, Joe Gibbs, a Gibbs and car, and Penske. then a Penske car of Blaney. All right. I'm thinking it's going to be two Gibbs cars. I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking Hamlin. If he doesn't do it this year, there's not going to be many more chances for him to win a championship. I don't think he's got – I think if there's another Gibbs car that gets in, it's going to be Truex. Right, and then you also have 2311's Tyler Reddick, which I don't think – Hamlin would be upset that he Reddick gets in and he doesn't, but at the same time, he has a chance to win a championship as a car owner in, what, his third season? Unless he's top uses his two – cars to uh benefit him into getting into the final four which i don't foresee that happening let's just say that i, I mean i could see where you no, especially after the whole uh stewart haas thing was it last year or the year before at the roval where oh yeah he you know tried to tried to you know i guess make an outcome possible it's going to be interesting martinsville is a good cutoff race it is a good race for this type of yeah. atmosphere Unfortunately, yep. we're going to see only Cup and Xfinity this weekend, but that's okay. I think that's a perfect amount of racing to build you up for one final weekend there at Phoenix. It should be a lot of fun to watch on TV. And the guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast are co podcast. I, I hate to say sister podcast because they're, they're a bunch of dudes. Our fellow, hey. our fellow, our fellow racing podcasters out there. Race City, USA, Mooresville, North Carolina are going to be going up there this weekend. So if you happen to see them, tell them, hey, rambling about racing said you'd be up here and just to see what they would say. I, I would love to hear that. So if they're going up there and they're listening to this, hope you guys have a safe trip. Yeah, just looking at the points there, I'm, I'm with you. It's going to take a lot, I feel, for it's going to take a Hail Mary for Chris Busher to get in. He's had a good yes season. Yes and no, because last year, all four of the Stuart Haas Fords qualified in the top ten. So, you know, Ford's shown they could be strong at Martinsville. Right. You know, they, at the same time, that speaks to Blaney as well. Talking about a Hail Mary, Busher, I think he is definitely the Hail Mary out of those four, is Busher being. Not only because he's yep. last in the top eight, but he hasn't performed to a playoff standard. I guess would be the best way to say it to get himself in contention for the final four. Right. And, and I'm with you, Denny Hamlin, if he doesn't beat himself on pit road with speeding penalties or anything, he minds his P's and Q's. He's got a shot. Drex has a grandfather clock. Reddick's always a threat, especially this season. Blaney, like you said, Pete is peaking at the right time. And we're not even going to count William Byron out. I think it'd be dumb to count William Byron out. Uh, absolutely. At, at this point, uh, I feel the same because he's doing, Spe- especially I mean, he's going to be strong this weekend yep, too. He he so. is, and you know he's going to be because they're not locked in. But the second yep. his crew chief comes over and says, "We're in on points, we're good," I think that's when they're going to say, 
go for that grandfather clock. Absolutely. But at the same time, let's go for the big trophy in, in uh, Phoenix the following week. Yeah. We'll see about that. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what we'll see from that one. Yeah. So agreed. So let me let me just get your final four again. I mean, you have Bell, Larson, Byron. That we already said is going to be locked in if everything yep. goes right on stage. And, and Blaney. And I think I think I think Hamlin can do it. I've I've believed in Hamlin since we had that collaboration with Belly Up Racing and and everybody right there from chair gating and stuff. And I said Hamlin's going to do it. And I thought he was going to do it this past weekend in Homestead at least put himself in a good position where he's not stressing out going into Martinsville. I don't think he wanted this. Obviously, Martinsville didn't want it either. But I think I think Hamlin can pull it out of the bag. He he doesn't need a win. He just needs to finish better than, obviously, Truex and Reddick. And he's in striking distance, I believe, being... I know he's 27 points back of Blaney. But one, one lap and one turn can switch all this around, especially there at Martinsville. Yeah. So... I think Hamlin still has a good shot. Plus, I really want to sound like a genius to the other NASCAR podcasters out there. Which, by the way, we should have said this at the top of the show. We're in the top 100 in uh, Good Pods ratings. We're 28th. No, wait. Yeah, we're 28th, right? Yeah, I was going to say, you sent out top 30 this morning. I was like, wow, it changed that quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the email said top 100. And, gotcha. And... Yeah, we're And we're, then you went and looked it up and we're actually top thirty. Yeah, we're we're number twenty eight, which is crazy to think about. So everybody out there listening to us on Good Pods, thank you. Give us a rating. Really would appreciate it. Moving on up. Yeah, slowly. <laughs> slowly. Right. And I uh, really do appreciate everybody who's tuned into that and all that. Really really do. It's it's really, really neat to have everybody listen to that. So Bravo to you guys, then. That's all because of the fans right there. Switching gears here to the Xfinity Series race, and we talked about the Cup Series. Now we're going to talk about the Xfinity Series going into Martinsville. And here's how it looks right now. Sam Mayer locked himself in last week. Pressure is off of him. Yep. Good for him. John Hunter Nemechek, plus 44. Again, another stage win, a good stage win. By stage two, he shouldn't have it locked in, being plus 44. Consistent all year. Dominant all year. His championship to lose, I feel, in the Xfinity series. But we shall see because you never know with with these. It's it's crazy. These playoffs have been fun. They start off kind of slow, but then they just build up more and more, and there's always a storyline. I feel feel like every year. Cole Custer, plus three, along with Austin Hill, who is also plus three, going into Martinsville from the final race of the Xfinity series regular season, or I should say the round of eight. Below the cut line. Allgaier, Sammy Smith, Chandler Smith, and Sheldon Creed. Sheldon Creed, I'm going to go ahead and write off. Yep. I don't know what his deal um, is. I don't know what his deal is with Richard Childress Racing. The guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR Podcast talked about it on their show last week. It's a, probably a combination of does he really want to do this? Does he really want to be second fiddle to Austin Hill? Because let's face it, Austin Hill was the, is the number one driver in that Xfinity stable. I don't know. We wish Sheldon luck. I think he's just go ahead and went ahead and dropped his pack, or he's in a must win. I don't. But I, 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 I'm gonna count out him. I'm gonna count I, him out. Chandler. Up, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish your thoughts on Sheldon Creed. Yeah, he he's out. You know, they just hadn't put together the full season to to be able to do what it takes at the last cutoff race, in, in my opinion. So he's out. 
Allgaier's the questionable one, man. I mean, multiple wins, you know, what, two or three wins this year? Yet he's on the outside looking in while his junior motorsports teammate, Sam Mayer, is locked in, ready to go. I'm like you. I feel Nemechek's locked in, um, you know, after the first stage, no later than the second stage, depending on how the race goes, I guess, whether he gets taken out early or something happens, whatever. Sammy Smith is – I think it's between Sammy Smith and Allgaier. Well, even so, then, if you look at the points here, Austin – Justin Allgaier is minus three. He's right there in striking distance of Cole Custer mm-hmm. and Austin Hill. Sammy Smith, minus 49 points, must win. Chandler Smith, minus 54 points, must win. Sheldon Creed, minus 65, must win. I'm going to say Creed and Chandler Smith are out. Uh, both of them's kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Creed's gone at the end of this year. Chandler Smith is gone at the end of this year. Right. And Sammy so, Smith, I mean, who, who's to say? I mean, he, Sammy's gone too, but right. he's going to, you know, a team that could possibly have two cars in the Final Four again this year. Right. He, he could. And it's a very big possibility. But at the same time, you know, I think it really comes down to three contenders right here for two two spots. Whoever does better between Allgaier, Hill, and Custer. Yeah, I forget about Custer. Yeah, I mean, it's t- it's easy to, but you got to remember, he's a good Xfinity driver. He knows how to race Xfinity way better than he knows how to race than he knew how to race Cup. He tried in the Cup Series, couldn't hack it. Won one yep. race in what in Kentucky in twenty twenty, and that was on yeah. a restart. Yeah. Okay. So Cole Custer, I mean, I feel like the the weak link in there is Cole Custer, unfortunately. I don't think we're going to see Stuart Haas or Ford rep- be represented at all in the uh, Championship 4 in the Xfinity Series. I think your final four going into Phoenix is going to be Sam Mayer, John Hunter Nemechek, Austin Hill, and Justin Allgaier. Yeah. Which is good for Chevy because then they got three of the four cars. They have a 75% chance of winning a championship if you could beat John Hunter Nemechek. Junior Motorsports has a 50% chance of winning the championship. You got to beat John Hunter Nemechek, and you can't let the Dale Jr. or the Junior Motorsports curse bite you. They've had a 75% chance at one point and blew it. So you're right. I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm again. I'm a big Junior Motorsports fan in the Xfinity series. That's about it. And I'm like Justin Allgaier. He follows us on Twitter, which is really cool. But at the same time, we'll see. I'm going to pull for Allgaier, but I'm not going to hold my breath about that. And I think if, if everybody hasn't figured out, we went ahead and switched from Homestead to Martinsville here. We'll get more into what we expect from the races here in a sec. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But, yeah, my final four here for the Xfinity Series, Mayor, Nemechek, Hill, and Allgaier. Yeah, I, I like that. My, I'm kind of with you on that. And then after that, we head, a new, we head over to Phoenix, which the guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR Podcast will take from us. And preview that, and we have the fortunate uh, fortunate timing to review the championship weekend and get you guys ready for, I guess, the rest of the season. Start kind of winding it down for the holidays. I always like the holidays; it's more fun here. It's a little more laid back here. But yeah, that was it for pretty much. Who do you have there? And we'll talk about this real quick. The formula. Uh, I think we already talked about everything we needed to really talk about here. But I will ask you this, Charlie. Okay. I know we, we won't get a chance to preview Phoenix and get make our race picks, so I'm gonna have I'm gonna do things a little differently here. 
we got our final four set in all four series as far as what we we predict and what the truck series has right now. Two questions here. Who wins this weekend at Martinsville in the Xfinity in the Cup series and who goes home champion? And we'll start off with the we'll start off with this weekend. Who wins or, or who advances? It doesn't necessarily have to be a playoff driver. It makes I think it's low hanging fruit if it is a playoff driver. Doesn't necessarily have to. Race winners for this weekend for the Xfinity and Cup series. And then we'll move on to Phoenix here real quick. We'll jump ahead. Okay. For the Xfinity, I think a non-playoff driver, Josh Berry, gets it done. Maybe. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be his, hey, let's go out with a bang. That's uh, a short track. He He's won there before. Uh, you know, he gets it done this weekend. Um, at the same time, I think our final four stays the same with, you know, Hill, Allgaier, Nemechek, and Mayer. Uh, go into the Cup Series. It's like we talked about earlier. I feel Byron locks himself in pretty quick and then just goes for the wind and gets it done. All right. I I, I agree. I, I kind of agree with that. I'm going to say instead of Barry winning the Xfinity Series, John Hunter Nemechek wins this Saturday in the Xfinity Series and carries that over to Phoenix the following day or the following day, the following weekend. And there's your final force, Mayor Nemechek, Hill, and Allgaier racing at Phoenix. Mm-hmm. For the Cup Series, I really think we're going to see a winner who's won there before. That could be anybody. Like I said, it could be the Christopher Bell defending race champion. It could be Barney Turex Jr. who won in 2019. But I think it's going to be the driver who hasn't won there in 13 years, and that's Denny Hamlin. He has to win. He has to do well. And that race is going to be make or break for, I think, him and his rest of his career and what his decisions are moving forward. Does he want to stick as a driver? Or does he want to be a team owner? And I really think that's going to I can see that. I don't see him getting it done this weekend, but I see the rest of your logic on that. I, I think this is going to be a real like, make or break. You know, this is the year that will either make Denny Hamlin or break Denny Hamlin. Right. And I really, I mean, he has really, he's won several big races throughout his career. What, three-time Daytona 500 champion. I've seen him personally win a couple times the Southern 500. He's great at Darlington, you know, so I think I think we have this, this is his chance to go forward is I think this is one of his last chances to win a championship as a driver. He's going to win them as team owner. I have no doubt about that. But as a driver, you got to have that championship on your resume. Not that that will matter yeah. going into the Hall of Fame because look at Dale Jr. Yeah, you, you, don't um, need, you don't need it to get I, into the I Hall. I see where you're going there. But to really shut off, shut up the haters. There were a lot of people out there who hate Denny Hamlin for one reason or another, whatever it is. I don't. I mean, have, you can't see me, but I got my my hand raised right now. Yeah, I, I don't mind Denny Hamlin. I like Denny Hamlin. He's one of those old school breed of drivers who will say what he thinks, and if he doesn't like it, he's gonna let you know that you he doesn't like what you did. Or, but he's also the same driver that can dish it, but not take it in a lot of ways. Well, you can say that about any driver. Uh. You can. Matt Kenseth don't. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Kenseth. Speaking of Martinsville. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Martinsville, throwback to when Jeff Gordon won. That was circa 2015. Matt Kenseth said, hey, you screw me, I screw you. <laughs> and that was the, that was and that opened the door to Jeff Gordon's last win in 2015. So anything can happen there on the paper clip right there. It, it can. It can. It's it's one of the it's one of the highlight races of the year, no doubt. Really, it is, and and I I was fortunate enough to they're go also there. Bringing, they're also bringing a different tire this weekend and stuff too, I believe. 
we'll see what happens so, with that. I mean, yeah, if it makes the racing better, good. If it doesn't, oh well. I think it'll still be a good race regardless because of what is on the line for the Xfinity and Cup drivers going up there. Yeah, no doubt. I I will say this about Martinsville. I wish it was the cutoff race for for all three series. I I do as well. I mean, I I understand Homestead, but man, there's just nothing. There's nothing like we'll we'll, we'll talk about the Roval. I mean, there's nothing like the Roval being a cutoff race. I mean, it's a good race, and it's, it's got the chance of it's, it's got the chance to either make or break you because it's not your typical road course. Same way with just a good old short track brawl like Martinsville. 500 laps of this lap could be my first lap to a championship this year, or this lap could be my last of the season, and I'm not running for a championship. I like it. I like Martinsville being a cutoff race. I wish it was for all three series. Couldn't agree with you more there, Charlie. I, I, I do as well. I think it would be a great cutoff series for the trucks and bring in a lot of people, make it all night races and make have them have, have, have at it. I don't know what the temperature is like up there. I think it's going to be – Nice this weekend. Hopefully, there's no rain this weekend. I know there's not down here. It's supposed to be nice this weekend. Hopefully, it stays like that through next weekend. Okay, so we got our final four set for every series, and I know we're jumping ahead and kind of taking a little thunder away from blind spotting, but we're not going to get a chance to talk about Phoenix. We'll talk post-Phoenix and see how we do and how we stack up. But who wins the championship in the truck, Xfinity, and Cup at Phoenix here in a couple weeks? We'll start off with truck. With truck, it's a long shot. I hate to say it's even a long shot, but I'm not I'm not doubting my boy Grant. Known him for a while. I know what he's made of. You know, I, I think with GMS going out of you know, out of business this year, Grant's the type of guy that would want to send anybody out on a good note. And I, I think he's gonna do what it takes to send GMS out on a good note. I, I like the Cinderella story, and I'm sure the guys from Blind Spot and NASCAR podcast won't agree won't disagree with you, I should say, because they're big grand and finger guys, it seems like every week that the truck series is racing, they're previewing it. Grant and Fingers comes on their he's, radar. You know, he's he's a consistent top five, you know, top seven truck week in and week out. So I, I think they're gonna they're definitely gonna put all the eggs in one basket this coming weekend. Yeah, what do you got to lose? Checkers exactly. are record. checkers are records right there for Grant and Finger. And it's not his first time in the final four. So No, it's not. He's been there before. Maybe that'll give him an edge, but I'm thinking Carson Hosevar has had a breakout year. Could this be his year? From from what I've seen on social media, he is he's mo he he's definitely the popular vote. I think I think it's gonna be tough to be Carson. And and I like I like Grant too. I saw him win his first truck series race at Daytona in twenty twenty. It was really neat to see that. I'm glad I got to see Grant and Finger win a truck series race. Does that translate to a championship this in a couple of weeks there at Phoenix? I don't think so. But I, I've seen Carson Hosvar race all year doing well. I think Carson, it's, it's Carson's championship to lose. But I do think it's we're going to see some stuff on at Phoenix that are going to be Hail Marys, especially from that 23 team. And it might just surprise everybody. Moving, I agree. All right, moving on to the Xfinity Series. We set our final four. Sam Mayer, John Hunter Nemechek, Austin Hill, and Justin Allgaier that will be hopefully, potentially racing for a championship there at Phoenix. Who do you have? That's a tough one, man. The Xfinity Series, yeah, Nemechek's been strong all year, but he hasn't been dominant these past three races or so like he has been throughout the year. Uh, at the same time, neither is Allgaier. 
So I hate to even say this because I want, I legit want Allgaier to win a championship in the Xfinity series, but I will say Sam Mayer gets it done. I, I agree with you from the Allgaier point of view. My heart is with Justin Allgaier. I want him to win a championship, and I think this is the closest he's been to a championship in a long time. He's got, and like we said, he's got to earn his way in in Martinsville. I think he can, but I, I, I and I, I want my heart's telling me Allgaier, but my mm-hmm. my checkbook is telling me Nemechek. He's just been dominant all year, and like you say, he hasn't been showing it a lot in the playoffs. I feel like if Nemechek was that dominant this year, though. He'd be already locked Which he in. He has been. He'd already be locked in. Okay, that's a so, fair argument. That's, that's I, I, I think that his past, you know, three, four races or so, just they haven't backed up his season. And you're at the wrong time of the year to not be able to back up your prior performances. No, I, I agree. It's you're, you're playing it really close to the edge right there, and it, you could, it could go either way right there. I see what you mean there. All right, as far as the Cup Series, I know we disagree with the Final Four because we have Bell, Larson, Byron. You have Blaney. I have ha- uh, Hamlin in there. Mm-hmm. Who wins it all this year in the Cup Series? Which Byron gets himself in. Okay, by- yep. And you picked- Blaney gets himself in. Yep, and I picked, instead of Blaney, Hamlin. Yep. I see Larson taking it home. I do as well. As much as I'd like to see Denny Hamlin win, and I called it, I think at the start of the season and the start of the playoffs, which is crazy to say eight weeks ago, I think Kyle Larson gets his second championship for Hendrick Motorsports. As, as good a season as Byron's had, it's not his year. Just because he hasn't ran in the playoffs like he has the rest of the year, just like Nemechek. Larson, however, ever since the playoffs started, Larson's been up front. I, I think it's, it's, it's his time for a second championship. I agree. Most stage wins going into the final the round of eight right now. Most dominant-looking driver, most driver who looks poised. Larson gets a second championship. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a good pick. That's a good, solid pick here for winning. So we already – did we say race wins for – yeah, we said race wins for Cup and Xfinity races, right? Who We thought we would win there in Martinsville. I think we did. I think we did. Yeah, I think we did too. I'm I'm totally <laughs> I can't blank. remember either, but yeah, I'm totally blanking out here. But anyway, start times for this weekend's races: Saturday, October 28th at 3:30 p.m. p.m. Eastern Standard Time on USA is the Xfinity race from Martinsville, and Sunday, October 29th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC is the final Cup race in the round of eight there at Martinsville. <laughs> I had a brain fart there. No, you're good. We did say who it was too because I said. Barry went into Xfinity. That's race, right, you so. did. That's right, you did. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was it for this week's episode. Charlie, you ready to get into our final thoughts and this weekend NASCAR wrap up the show? Yeah, let's let's do it. All I'll right. pull up standings. It sounds good. We're wrapping up this episode and a fun episode it's been, but we have to tell you about one more partner here, and that is Fanatics who has been a partner of Rambling About Racing since even when we were called in the Marvel's Weekly Racing Podcast. Find the latest and greatest NASCAR gear from T-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast from all your favorite drivers as well as NASCAR merchandise like I'm a big fan of the golf bag right now. Probably won't get it, but big fan of it. But if that's your thing, you can buy anything you want there. But it's only not just 
NASCAR stuff. I buy all my Alabama gear from there for the upcoming Crimson Tide season coming up. My Washington Capitals gear fan. Any sport you could think of, Fanatics has you covered. Follow the links in the podcast description and YouTube descriptions for our show in order to take you to the link that will give you all access to all Fanatics. All proceeds will help out help us out here at belly up sports as well as here at rambling about racing so for all your sports gear needs go check out fanatics and they got you covered white flag white flag white flag white flag White flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. Final thoughts on this week's episode of Ramblin' About Racing. Again, if you're heading over there to the Martinsville Speedway this weekend, make sure to stop by and see the guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR Podcast. Shout out to them. Safe travels out there. And before getting into our This Week in NASCAR final thoughts and or and fantasy standings and all that charlie you got plans for halloween this next weekend or this next week um i don't just for the fact that uh we're actually going to do a uh the the drag strip that we're going to this weekend for austin's race and stuff like that they're actually doing a halloween thing so um emma's going to be bringing her costume all that kind of stuff and we'll be doing trick-or-treating there at the drag races well very so as far as the next week goes nope i have no plans i i think i'm gonna be doing a lot of side jobs so to speak as far as mechanicking and stuff like that try to make a little bit here and a little bit there mechanicking is that a uh new redneck term we just made up there mechanicking trust me that's been around longer and longer than longer than you've been alive son oh thank you charlie considering you're what four or five years younger than me okay uh you know three or so i can't remember but yeah it's okay. i was turning wrenches when you're still pooping green son thank you charlie i'm okay I'll take your word yeah, on no that. No problem. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we got a, uh, we got Moria. Um, we got her actually two costumes. One of our friends at church gave her a ladybug outfit. But, uh, but then she saw the Lion King, so now she's doing like this little roar. It's so cute. It's just it isn't a roar. It's just a, you know. And was it the OG Lion King or was it the live it, action Lion no, King? It was, it was the OG. Come on, man. I'm gonna raise uh, my daughter. Hey, hey, I'm proud of you. That's all I'm saying. I, I appreciate you know? that. So I got her a lion outfit, and it, it was so cute on her. But she didn't like the booties, and good luck putting the mane on her. She threw that right off. So me, my, my stick with the ladybug, maybe do the lion next year. We got her costume. So she's a a lion that's had a good that's went to the groomers. I guess you could say that. But what I really wanted to do was just, and I think we might do this next year. I don't know if I get a wild hair of my butt or, or when she's three, when she's a little older. You're gonna dress her up like a Charlie Herkes fan? No, I want to dress her up as the Chucky doll. Okay, and and then I want to be Michael Myers, and I got to convince Caroline to be something scary too, and and she can dress like you. Oh my gosh, yes, you're right. Or Democrat. Uh, Yeah, just go as Jill Biden. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and just like that, rambling about race has been flagged. Yeah, just like that. We're uh, we're off there. That's right. Matter of fact, can you can you still hear me? I think think they cut us out. No, I can still hear you, man. I'm just kidding. Oh, I know. All right, for I'll just go ahead and read this week in NASCAR. This week in NASCAR, October thirty first, nineteen sixty five, fitting for the upcoming Halloween festivities. 
Curtis Turner returns to exile by winning, returns from exile, I should say, by winning the inaugural American 500 at the new North Carolina Motor Speedway. Turner wheels his Wood Brothers forward to a narrow victory over upstart driver Kel Yarbrough. And that happened October 31st, 1965. And Charlie, you might as well Kel Yarbrough, that was... If it's an upstart driver, Kel Yarbrough, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. So, Charlie, who do we have? I, I set my field for fantasy, but last time I checked in the live standings, it was pretty much... I was sitting yeah, you're still fourth. eighth. Yeah, so you could go ahead and read who you think is in contention with two races to go. Honestly, I, I, the only contention there is at this point, I think, is for second place. As much as it hurts me to say that, and I was making a comeback, my comeback has halt, just like I think Nemechek's season has. I feel like I'll be fighting Matt Camper for second and DraftKings research lineup. He's almost 200 points ahead of both of us. So Yeah, and this will be his third victory in this league. Yeah. I so can't believe that. I got I got pretty close to him. And I I just played it too conservative this year. I guess I, so. I don't you know, know. Last year that's what put me to the top. And this year, that's what's that's what's been my downfall. So if if you don't think that everybody won't catch up with you in racing, you can't even do it in fantasy. Yeah, if it helps any, I'm, I've been eighth like since the start of the green flag at Daytona. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm two hundred and twelve points off the lead. Uh, There's still a chance if you have it all go your way and he doesn't have it go his way, you you might have a chance. You're eight hundred and forty three. There's still a chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all he needs to do is lose four hundred points between now and in the Phoenix. It could happen. Oh, you thought I said 400? No, 800. I know, 400 in the next two weeks. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's actually, not, it's actually 923. I miscounted. Okay, well, that's okay. I'm sorry, buddy. It's okay, buddy. It, it is what it is, but yeah. I'm no better off because I'm not winning either. Nah, it's okay. I'm not I'm not either. But hey, that was our episode, episode 180 of Rambling About Racing, Charlie. Thanks for showing up here. Really do appreciate it. Can't wait to see you next week. Whoop you on the golf course. So you think. I, I know. I've been getting better and watching a lot of golf lately. I'm pretty much. Yeah, but Caroline's FaceTime me during her golf matches. So what? I, I've been getting pretty good tips. Wait, what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. So Dude, don't go that? out there and beat your wife. Okay, I would never do that. I would never do that. I would never. <laughs> my goodness gracious. But anyway, thanks for everybody listening out there. Have a safe Halloween. Make sure to check out the guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR Podcast wrapping up this weekend at Martinsville. I'm sure they'll have a lot of good stories from there. Previewing Phoenix. We'll talk to you guys after Phoenix. Charlie, do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? No, nah, buddy. I'm, I'm good, I think. All right, buddy. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here on this episode of Rambling About Racing. Again, thank you so much for tuning in on whatever podcast platform you listen to again top 30 in the good pods ranking really do appreciate that let's do that to all of the podcast platforms really do again appreciate everybody listening make sure to check us out on all social media platforms facebook twitter instagram and youtube for the latest and greatest in the world of auto racing and see what's going on in our lives as well thank you for our 
sponsors for the show, Stand Up to Cancer, Fanatics, Devo's Outdoor Lighting, and Extreme Sim Racing for all they do, not only for belly up sports, but for what they do here at Ramblin' About Racing. For Charlie Herc, is Chuck 8384. I'm Matt Beamer, Beamer 22 Finally got that back online. Both of those are Twitter. Stay safe, happy Halloween, and we'll see you after the championship weekend.